0: You're listening to a podcast from Blogging Heads TV. Hi, Mickey. Hello. Um You got your mouth taped up. Are you protesting some sort of government I, suppression I've somewhere? I've been
1: feeling censored about the virus. There are things I want to say uh-huh. that I, I really actually have been inhibited from saying because I didn't There's this incredible pressure to like, you must tell people they get vaxxed and I think people should get vaxxed, but there are things that I want to say that might, you know, diminish their their fervor. So I I have a solution for this problem. For take us, your Bob. mouth shut
0: works for me. No, no, oh. this
1: is a better solution.
0: I have. This is a multi-prop opening that Mickey is playing. The for cone us of folks.
1: silence, Bob.
0: That's a reference if, to Get Smart. If, is if it I not? If I talk
1: in the cone of silence, I can un. Uncensor myself, and nobody can hold it against us.
0: For our so, younger viewers, I believe that's a reference to Get Smart. Correct. And uh, the joke
1: of the Cone of Silence at Get Smart, of course, was once they were in the Cone of Silence, they couldn't hear each other. But my Cone of Silence is better because we can
0: still hear. You can say that again. In fact, it seems to have no effect whatsoever on your expression. And Except I got to say, you look at least as good as before. So why don't you leave it on? Because uh, it's
1: incredibly heavy.
0: Small price to pay for looking
1: better. But anyway, we're now in the cone of silence, okay?
0: Um, Okay, so you and I can speak, you know, without fear of, without fear of the government uh, or YouTube knowing what we're saying.
1: Right, or Facebook, and they're not gonna ding us for like maybe discouraging one or two people from getting. But wait, isn't
0: that what the isn't that what the parrot room is for? Shouldn't we? Isn't that the cone of silence? Well, this is
1: bringing the parrot a little bit of the parrot room into the. Oh, regular. we're giving
0: people a taste of parrot. This is like a marketing ploy. We're about right. to say the kind of thing we would say in the parrot room, folks, and make you wish you were there every week. Okay, Mickey, what is it we're
1: because saying that we would normally in say form.
0: in the parrot room? Um. Well, the, the the the
1: narrative about the virus has collapsed. I mean, previously that we were told. Uh, if you got vaxxed, uh, you wouldn't get the virus, uh, you wouldn't infect other people, you don't have to wear a mask, there are few restrictions, so, you, you know, Joe Biden is still saying, if you don't get the virus, if you don't, if you get vaxxed, you don't have to wear a mask, uh, you won't die, and the virus will go away, okay? Four of those five things have now well, so Mickey. First of all,
0: are severely questioned. Well, a couple no. of issues I have with your right. recitation. The, the only
1: the only one that's still there is if you get the vax, you um, you won't die.
0: And that's, well, that's, to me, that's, 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 <laughs> that's arguably the most important. But well, no right. one ever, right. Mickey, no one ever said, if you, Mickey Kaus, get the vaccine, the virus will go away. We all knew that was a collect, that had to be a collective effort. And, oh, sure. And you're, with all due respect, people more associated with your political tribe are the ones not getting the vaccine. And that's why the virus uh is so far from going away. But even if everybody is vaxxed, it won't go away. That's the problem. We, we now, we, there's well, this... There was this horrifying Dutch study
1: that John Ellis had in his news items that the media hasn't caught up with, which is uh, uh, it, it's not true that uh, getting the getting the virus if you're vaxxed is very very rare, as the Atlantic assured of, or even uncommon, as the New York Times assured it this morning. It was quite common in this Dutch study among health workers. Eighty-five percent of the people who who had it. Turned out to have been vaxxed in this, in, in their presumably skewed sample, but you open the newspaper every day. There are more of our
0: people who are vaxxed are getting it. So well, wait, in the whole, in the whole country, that, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying in the whole country that percentage of the people who got it were vaxxed? No, in the, in the, in a Dutch study of Dutch healthcare workers. Well, if it's a localized of study, of course, I mean, like, like, you know, if there was a huge outbreak in where I live, there would be a lot of vaxxed people because almost everyone here is vaxxed. I mean, that's just that's just like not a way to do statistics. I don't think it was a huge
1: uh, outbreak. Well, I mean, OK, but, it, they chose the
0: study, but the point is, it's not uncommon.
1: I have a friend who can rattle off the name of five friends who were vaxxed. I, and I know somebody virus. who was okay. vaxxed
0: and got yeah. it. Now, he did uh, attend a, s- a soccer game in London, which I wouldn't have recommended, but he was vaxxed and he got it. Now, now the other thing you said that's not true is that we were told that if we got vaxxed, uh, we couldn't get the illness. No one ever told you that. From the beginning, there were these numbers associated with the different vaccines, 91%, 67%. Most people didn't understand what those numbers meant, but everyone knew it meant that it wasn't foolproof. Now, the, uh, uh, but of course, the other the, big thing that's why, happened why, is there's a variant. There's a variant. The Delta variant is, I think, the big story here.
1: Yeah, but the Atlantic said it was very, very, very rare. Now, that seems to imply that it's very, very, very rare. Uh People who read the Atlantic thought it was very, very, very rare. It's not very, very rare. It happens all the time. People don't dive it, but it happens all the time. All the time. And, 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 and people could be excused if they were led to believe that the vax would protect them. And yeah. Instead, the New York Times sort of sneers at them for thinking the vaccine was a shield. How dare they think the vaccine no, was well, a No,
0: well, look, if enough people got vaccinated, it would be a lot more, more like a shield. And and this leads to a kind of a, I think, subtle statistical point that kind of works in your favor, which is the following. Like, I saw a statistic that's like, it's, it was like 97% of the people uh, hospitalized for COVID in the U.S. lately have been not Vaccinated. Now, you might think that since about half of America hasn't been vaccinated, you might think you could do the math uh, on the basis of that and, and, and come up with some efficacy rate of like, I don't know, 80, 90, um, somebody, something, you know, pretty high. You can't for a couple of reasons. One is just it's not a controlled experiment and, 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 and the, and the behavior of people who get vaxxed may differ systematically from the behavior of people who don't get vaxxed. But there's a subtler point in other words one of the two groups may be more likely to put themselves at risk it's it's right. actually not clear which group that might be uh, you could have different theories but the subtle point is that um one you know so long as there is regional and local variation in likelihood of being around other vaxed people that's figuring in here too so so the reason that that such a low percentage of the vaxed people uh, have been hospitalized isn't a tribute only to the power of being a person who's been vaccinated. It's also a tribute to the fact that people who have been vaccinated are more likely to be living around other people who have been vaccinated and interacting with them. So, th- so that stat is very hard to draw inferences from. Does that make doesn't sense? Doesn't it happen
1: in every state practically? So
0: yeah, but there's a lot of low, doesn't what happen yeah, in every state?
1: Doesn't that that the hospitalizations are, uh, are yeah, yeah, but the meaningful lopsidedly among yeah, unvaxxed people.
0: Oh, oh, totally. But there's a lot of meaningful. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not doubting that. It is a fact that only. uh That only like three percent of the people who are hospitalized are vaxxed. But even if that, it doesn't matter whether that holds up in every state. The point is that that's reflecting not only the insulation vaccine uh, vaccines give me. But the fact that by virtue of being vaccinated, I am more likely, this is just a demographic fact, I am more likely to be interacting with other vaccinated people. I'm more likely than somebody in rural Ohio. So, in other words, they've got two strikes against them. That's why so many unvaccinated people are winding up in the hospital. First, they don't have the personal protection, but also they're more likely to be hanging out with unvaccinated people.
1: Bob, Bob, you're undermining the narrative. And it's lucky you're under the cone of silence because
0: I could get uh, Otherwise, I could get banished from YouTube. Trouble. I was actually just listening. You know, I dipped back into my Bannon for the first time in a long time. And that, that left me with several things to talk about. Uh But um one is that they had this guy on Robert Malone, who either is or is not the inventor or an inventor of mRNA vaccines, like generically. I mean, the idea of doing it, Right. depending on whether you ask him or ask somebody else who claims credit for it or what. It's not clear, but he's, he's, he's seriously like not nobody. He's clearly not nobody. And he's complaining that, uh, he's getting, um, kind of suppressed because he is the, Brett Weinstein has had three guests on that I've listened to who have been either pro ever, uh, ivermectin or skeptical of vax. Of the three, this guy Malone is the only one who doesn't seem manifestly dubious for one reason or another. He's like, he's smart. He he knows the territory. He's right. actually concerned about, uh, some of the, the, uh, side effects of the vaccine. Um, he could be totally wrong. He's just one person. He could have, he seems to not like Fauci who knows what's, you know, who knows what's going on here. But, uh, also the Bannon people are greatly overstating the extent to which he's been erased, uh, by Wikipedia. He's he's still on Wikipedia, but uh there was one thing that was changed in the history of M- MRNA vaccines. Uh and again, I mean Wikipedia is crowdsourced, so it could just be one right. person out there who changed it, but that they complain about that he's being like he complains he's being written out of the history of of Uh-oh. the MRNA vaccine. That's a very Weinstein like complaint. Now speaking of Weinstein, we can get back to the <laughs> virus, but I want to ask you, should I be personally worried by this Eric Weinstein tweet? Was this a shot across the bow? I will read it to you. Did you see it? No. Interesting tweet. So, little background, uh, uh a couple of weeks ago, I had a conversation, you know, Eric Weinstein, this, this, you know, kind of unofficial founder of the intellectual dark web, manages money for Peter Thiel, goes on Joe Rogan, Claims to have a grand theory of physics. So a couple of uh, weeks ago, I had a conversation uh, with a mathematician who has critiqued his his supposed grand theory of physics, Eric's. Uh, I titled the video, Is Eric Weinstein a Crackpot? on YouTube. It's gotten right. like 35,000 views. It's done well. Meanwhile, I wrote a piece in my newsletter, the Non-Zero Newsletter, called Is Eric Weinstein a Crackpot? Which took up a different side of the Eric Weinstein Crackpot question, His the, the question of his conspiracy theories. Okay. And that did well, like, I don't know, 25,000 uh, page views or something on Substack. So probably came to his attention. And now, am I being too sensitive when I worry about this tweet of his? He says, uh let's see, if you're a lawyer knowledgeable about Internet-based defamation, tortious interference, not tortuous, but uh, that's probably a term. Tortious. It, tortious, okay, meaning with torts. You You would know what that means, I wouldn't expectations of privacy, trolls, and pseudonymity, etc., and you'd like to help the portal come back online. Now, that's his uh podcast. I'd appreciate it if you'd make, make yourself known via DM. Uh, another relevant fact, Peter Thiel, his boss, of course, secretly funded a lawsuit to put Gawker out of business. Now, I don't want to dwell on this. We can talk about it in the parrot room. And there's reason to think he may be primarily doing a shot across the bow of other people if this is a shot across the bow, and I, and I can tell you who they are. But how, how weird is that tweet? Does that tweet seem weird? Um, not that weird. I mean, people, people are, are constantly,
1: you know, putting out, it is a feelers for lawyers like that. It's a way of intimidating, trying to intimidate your foes. That's what I mean. Uh, but I, the fact that he mentioned the portal suggested you are not the main foe he's trying to intimidate. I'm sure he doesn't mind intimidating you, but,
0: uh, but you, you haven't put the portal out of business. So, but somebody well, has. Well, none of these people have. None of the, there's several suspects. There's several people he could be talking about. Well, there's some reason the portal but, stopped, stopped going up, right? Well, it, went, it stopped months ago w- yeah. w- w- in an odd manner. So for him to act like, first of all, yeah, it doesn't make sense timing wise for him to blame the uh, eclipse of the portal on the, the various people he could be referring to. Um, But, uh, anyway, I, I, we can think, uh,
1: I think you're safe. You're not about to, you're not about to, uh, post the Eric Weinstein sex tape, which was what Gawker did.
0: <laughs> so, no, well, let's be clear. Uh, let's don't get sued over this one, Mickey. What Gawker did was out Peter Thiel as gay and then Peter Thiel, but that was his grievance. And then what they did was air the, do the Hulk Hogan sex tape. And then Peter Thiel secretly financed right. Hulk Hogan's, it successful was a legit lawsuit. grievance. It was,
1: it was a legit grievance. The article out again was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, well, I, but, I also thought it was in bad taste to run the Hulk Hogan sex tape personally, but I don't yeah. think they should be, put, anyway, I don't, I don't you think you should be put out anything. of business as a media company just because one of your, uh, one aggrieved person happens to be a billionaire, but that's what happened. I, I don't think you've
1: done anything
0: tortious. So
1: well, I nobody has,
0: like. but, 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 you know, a nuisance lawsuit is, uh, is no fun. I mean, look, I welcome, bring it on. The, the Streisand effect overwhelms any financial well, also- downside.
1: In California, there's the slap law uh, where you can get money from him if he breaks oh. a, a fake suit. Um, uh, but I don't know, if, since you're not in California, I don't know which law
0: applies. Well, But uh, the slap law is very effective. As George W. Bush said at the beginning of the Iraq insurgency, bring it on, which in uh, oh. his case was not wise. Uh, That's but- very bold of you. Anyway – they, I guess I, I, I get confused about the virus.
1: I want everybody to be vaxxed because if you're vaxxed, you won't die. But suppose people don't get vaxxed. Uh, I guess the problem is that all these variants will proceed much faster because they will move through the unvaxxed population faster than they would among the vaxxed population. Is that, why, why do we care so much about vaxxing the unvaxxed? I guess other than out of compassion. We care about their welfare.
0: I mean, I guess out of compassion, partly, but, the, you know, it is what this is. Remember at the very beginning of the pandemic where some people were saying what we should do is shelter the older people, the most vulnerable, and then just let it, as Trump, I think Trump's quote was, let it, quote, wash over us, which was kind of a creepy way to put it, I thought. But that was one idea that was out there. And, and you know, go ahead and reach herd immunity. Um in effect, we're kind of doing that now. In other words, most of the most vulnerable people have chosen to get the vaccine. Elderly people are overwhelmingly, you know, are, have right. a very high vaccination rate. And po- largely, you know, because because we didn't get much past 50 percent so far in vaccination rate population wide and because this Delta thing is harder for the vaccines to handle and harder for, I think, organic immunity resulting from having had the disease to handle. Um you know, we have it's it's quote washing over us, and so but, it may happen like that, and there, and there may not be a whole lot of deaths associated with it, but they will uh, be disproportionately but, in red states and red counties. I think, to I, judge I, by what's going on I, now, I
1: and mean, this is where my lack of knowledge of medicine comes into play because I, I we I don't see what herd immunity does for us anymore, given that a new variant might always come along that that pierces whatever immunity we have. Mm. And so the only legitimate reason for going to all these lengths is to make it harder for these variants to develop and, uh, make it less likely that the variant will mm. come along. Uh, and I have, I have a weird, a, a crackpot theory, Bob. Crackpot's I'm, just a I'm term an expert on those among ourselves. Happy Nothing to pass judgment.
0: About. What is it? Um, uh,
1: the more, the more vax there is, the more people will loosen their behavior. And since it's asymptomatic in most people, it will spread more efficiently and widely and it will get more variants. So it's not completely clear that getting vaxxed. I mean, I just saw this asserted that getting vaxed obviously will reduce, uh, reduce the growth of new variants and I guess it will because it's harder for anything to, anything to take hold when, when people are vaxxed. But, uh, well, uh, but it seems to me that it, it could go the other way.
0: Well, Brett Weinstein very controversial are controversially argued on Tucker Carlson, um, that the vaccine could, uh, actually accelerate the evolution of, resi- of more resistant, you know, harder to handle uh, uh, variants. I, I don't understand that logic. and I heard one rebuttal by somebody who seemed to know what he was talking about, which sounded convincing, but I, I don't I, I haven't heard that from many people, and um, that would be like penicillin, like you know, you you don't want to have penic- you don't want to have
1: antibiotic resistant strains. But the, the solution yeah. in terms of antibiotics is you take the whole course of antibiotics uh and, and maybe right. the analogy here is that's a good reason for vaccine the unvaxed because uh, well, yeah, you got to kill off these burgeoning
0: resistant strains as well as... Yeah, uh, but because the strains, you know, can and typically have originated abroad, the equivalent of doing the full cycle of antibiotics is to vaccinate the whole world, which gets back to... Uh, the fact that we have not been, you know, our government has not been nearly as forceful and proactive in, I think, in compelling these, uh, pharmaceutical companies, uh, to, you know, suspend, you know, to, to not enjoy the, the full IP protection they're used to. I just think, you know, we're, we're still not thinking globally and, and it should be, it should be becoming clear now that America's health Is dependent on thinking globally about this. I'm not saying you could vax the whole globe overnight, but I'm, I'm, I'm really not convinced that, that we're doing a smart job of this. Uh,
1: I agree. That's a good point. And it fits in with your apocalypse aversion project.
0: Yes. Think globally, not Uh, just locally. So,
1: uh, no, I agree. I just, anyway, uh, so I, I just, I, I guess I don't understand why all viruses all coronaviruses, at least, don't eventually develop a mutation that will kill us all. I mean, why, why doesn't that always happen with uh, randomness is, with enough time and enough randomness, uh, every virus should develop a, a, you know, globally fatal, uh,
0: you know, well, variant. Why, why mean, doesn't that happen? For one thing, you can keep tweaking the vaccine. I think that is what happens with the flu, right? You get a new, every year, you know they keep tweaking the, the flu vaccine, right? Like the flu vaccine I I would get next year isn't the same what I would have gotten five years ago, right?
1: Right, but but the, the flu doesn't kill us all. The, the variants aren't that awful;
0: they're well, just different. It kills a non-trivial number. My, my my point is just that it is kept under control through. Um, I mean, look if if sixty percent of Americans uh, had gotten vaccinated. Uh, at the get-go with this thing, the death toll would be massively reduced and, and it would be more like the flu in the, in the, in the level of its mortality or fatality. Um, I l- right. look, it's not, I, I mean, one thing I have definitely come, am starting to come to terms with is the possibility that this could become this kind of chronic thing where, you know, probably more and more people realize that maybe getting Vax on balance makes sense, not in, unless some of these cautions are borne out by more explanation, cautions about the side effects. I mean, by more uh, investigation. Um, but still, even so, it may be that getting a new version of the vaccine every year becomes part of life. And you know, I am more fatalistic about it myself. I just feel like, uh you know, a, a year ago I was like, oh God, you know, like could that could touching that surface have? <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Now. I've been vaxxed. I think that means that if I do get this uh, variant, I almost certainly won't die, which was already the my chances of dying were like 1% at worst ever. Now they're way lower than that. And there is reason to think, you know, there is an additive immunity effect. In other words, I will be more immune having been vaxxed and having gotten it, than I am now, and so that's a uh, you know a, a that, positive.
1: I, there was an article about how it's going to become chronic and do it, saying exactly what you just said. But I guess the the one f- problem for me is I always had the philosophy that even if it doesn't kill you, it fucks you up in ways you don't know, so you really don't want to get it. And my friends are now telling me, "Oh, you're going to get it. Don't want, you know? Every everybody's getting it. You're going to get it, even if you're vax." And but the vax will stop you from dying, so don't worry. Well, it's going to stop me from dying. Does it stop me from? You know, maybe it makes me stupider. Well, who knows?
0: Um, could you could get stupider? And um, I mean that as a compliment. There's a lot of room between you and super stupid yes, right now, I know, I, I, I immediately Mickey, took it as a compliment. Um, the uh, but wait, there was something I wanted to say. Uh but it doesn't just make you less likely to die it also makes you less likely to get a severe version of the disease i think it makes all the all the really bad consequences of covid less likely
1: okay
0: um and well, I hope so. and you know life is i mean the thing is you know we've gotten so uh i don't want to start sounding like one of these old conservative people but you know we we've gotten used to a really <laughs> low risk Society, right? I was thinking about this, you know, this was uh, another thing about this. This was kind of global climate change week in the last couple of weeks. I mean, there's been a lot of, you know, between floods in China, floods in India, floods in Europe, wildfires in, in the northwestern US and Canada that made the moon here on the East coast oranger than I've ever seen it, you know, from the, 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 the smoke getting over here. Um, and, and, there's other things I could cite, but, but a lot of things happened that could be plausibly attributed to climate change. Um, and when I heard the reports on this, I thought like, you know, when you add up the number of people who seem to have died as a result of all the floods, I mean, it's sad when anybody dies. The floods wiped out a lot of people's homes. It's all horrible, but these, they don't rank with the great natural disasters of all time, you know, and, and look, it's good. That's progress. When you get upset about Fifty people dying in a flood in another country—that means, you know, th- that's great. But, you know, uh Bob, you're doubting the life is risky. You're doubting the horrible effects of climate change. I think no, I'm not. To, I'm not at all. I'm not you at really all. Need the cone for that? No, but I'm not right. at all doing that. I'm not at all doing that. I'm saying that. I mean, look, we know climate change is going to be the way we're saying COVID may be. It's going to be a thing. We're going to have to simultaneously try to. You know, attack the roots of and yet cope with, right? Uh, uh you know, it, we're going to have to adapt to some extent and, and I say attack the roots as much as possible. Uh, but life is going to be harder, but that's not going to be the end of the world. I mean, you know, there's like a whole generation of Americans who are saying, why have kids? Because climate change is going to be so bad. Right. And, uh, you know, Look, you, you, they just happened to grow up during this weird time when life wasn't, you know, hell. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like, let me tell you about World War One and World War Two. It's, it's like, um, the human experiment is a is a perilous and, uh in some ways, unpleasant Spe- thing. But it's of, the only game in town.
1: Speaking of going soft, there uh, in the, um uh, I, I actually had it. The tweet that almost got a million views.
0: Really? Which is
1: big for me. 940,000. That's views. That's not, what's the retweets and likes? Impressions.
0: Impressions. I don't know
1: what an impression is, but it got a lot of them. Whatever it is, he got a lot of them. And more than Wait, I wanna hear,
0: I want to hear the retweet and like number to, to, so I can compare it Oh, it, it was to...
1: totally ratio. That's the point. It was... Oh, oh it, okay. It was, it was a, a, a post saying, you know, Clinton's welfare reform was his big achievement and Gene Sperling worked for Clinton, so what is he doing now undermining welfare reform. Mm. And somehow it got got hooked into this main line of left-wing sentiment uh, saying, you know, A, welfare reform was bad and didn't work, and B, more interestingly, what's so great about work anyway? Uh, and, and including tweets from, I assume, young people saying, it's slavery to expect people to work to meet their basic needs. Okay? Well, you know, that was the fate of man since... Adam, right? You have to work to meet your basic needs. In Garden of Eden, well, you I think have to. weren't now they we saying it's
0: slavery if you work full time and all you can do is meet your basic needs? I mean, to be fair to no, them, they're they're not no. saying having to work. Yes, I think no. I saw this tweet. Are you they're sure that's not the impression?
1: Should, everybody should have their basic. They're for guaranteed income. Therefore, everybody should have their basic needs met, and and then if you want to work on top of that to earn some more money, that's fine. But for the for whatever the minimum is. You shouldn't have to work. And it's slavery to expect people to do that.
0: Um so um You wear their scorn as sauce, a badge right? of honor, though, right? Sorry? I said you wear their scorn as a badge of honor.
1: Yeah, I've I've gone full boomer on them. Uh you know, what one thing that's obviously happening now, and I will be short about this, is that uh there there is gonna be a replacement. We have all these workers American workers who aren't going back to work—they like to, they want new careers, or their, you know, employers offer them nineteen dollars an hour. They don't go to work. That's fine, but at the same time, we're bringing in millions of hungrier workers from the south through our southern border who will go to work. Okay, and employers will love them. And Biden even alluded to this. He was talking to this restaurateur in his town hall in Ohio and said, you know, you should raise your wages. At, but I think we're going to have this shortage for a little while longer. And, and what's, you know, it's sort of, I, I think he is smart enough to know that the help that's on the way is all these migrants who are coming in. So basically the migrants are going to replace the Americans in the low wage jobs. And that's a horrible thing for the Americans because they, you know, these new careers that they allegedly are going to, you know, go off into may not materialize. And then, then what they're, they're left begging for a guaranteed income or something uh so uh, I just you can see that happening and uh, it's almost intentional on the part of the Democrats.
0: Anyway, so you I'm through Now Biden might say that you are reading a little more in the way of uh, immigration related content into his utterance than he intended.
1: I'm making more sense of his policy than he is making, and I'm implying that he's completely compass medus. and but I think you know he he's a he was a politician for forty years. He knows, what the effect on the labor market of immigrants is. He talks to employers. And my, the, my point was, if, if if Americans keep having the attitude toward work that this alleged millennial had, which is, is slavery to expect me to work, no wonder employers don't like them and prefer to hire immigrants. If I were an employer, I'd rather have an immigrant too.
0: Well, but the people saying that are not the people in question. The people saying that are these people with a bunch of Twitter followers. They're not the people who want to get a job washing dishes.
1: According to restaurateurs, if you talk to them, they are.
0: They say this they is hate millennials. They, they say I refuse to be your slave. I will not accept this job and storm out of the restaurant. The,
1: well, yes, the millennials are very picky. <laughs> Why
0: did they go in the restaurant? <laughs>
1: uh, because they, because they, their parents made them go try to go get a job. And they 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 couldn't hack the job for more than two days because they're so picky about. I mean, I'm sorry, this is the complaint you get from basically every employer in America.
0: Well, anyway, speaking of Biden and Compass Mentis and this very event, I think this was at the CNN town hall.
1: Yeah, I couldn't bear to. There was this one clip going around of him being befuddled
0: that I couldn't. Let's bear to let's watch. play. I'm going to play it for us to see if oh, we God. how concerned <laughs> this is. This is making the uh, rounds in the right wing, so we might as well. We might as well, uh, this is like, uh, this is just, just catnip for Steve Bannon. Here it is. I'm
1: hearing it for the first time.
0: That's underway. Just like the other question, it's illogical. Right, that's logical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you, uh, um, are, why can't, the 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 experts say, we know that this virus is, in fact, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That's underway, too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means, you mean for the FDA? For the FDA, yeah. the, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to you're not going to get covid. If you're you
1: know ready. what's funny? I, that was very soft Bob. I could hardly hear that.
0: Okay, well we'll have to amp it up for uh uh before we produce this but um the uh it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Uh, and the funny thing is that was the Steve Bannon version uh, that I played you just because it happened to be on the podcast I was listening to, and I realized they cut out where the part, the part where Biden made another mistake when Don Lemon says uh the FDA. Biden turns to the audience and, by way of explanation, says the Federal Drug Administration. No, the F stands for food. Well,
1: I mean, that, anyway, there, but there, but for the grace of God, I called it aid for defa- families with dependent children, and it's really aid to de- families with dependent children. People make. People make yeah, yeah, no, it's the not time. the worst
0: thing, but it was, it was, I went back and listened to the prior part to see if it made a little more sense in context, and I gotta say, it was one of his worst moments. On the other hand, it was at the beginning of what was what, like a whole hour? So, you know, if he was better that for the, than that for the rest of the time, I guess I'm only, uh, my alarm level remains at mild. What's impressive is his ability
1: to keep on talking, even though he doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, that, that, that really is a talent.
0: I guess. Uh, And that wasn't the problem there. There, I think he was only, he was trying to raise the question of when the vaccine is going to exit, you know, emergency use status and become uh, officially approved. Right. Okay. And, And it took him all that time to never quite say that. Um, but uh i don't know so what else uh the, the, well I, um well i in, in the, listening well go ahead i i, I uh, wait we're starting yeah, to collectively sound like joe biden this is this is this is alarming There's like we, infrastructure but i know you don't want to talk about that
1: and really nothing much has changed okay uh, that that seems
0: like a, an adequate summary the
1: the question is the question is still Will passing the Republican bill help or hurt the Democratic chances of putting a bunch of progressive stuff in the big bill, which is Democrats only? And I still think it will hurt that because it gives moderates a safe out. Hey, I, you know, I voted for this infrastructure, but the conventional wisdom, it will help them because Biden wants it and it makes everybody look bipartisan and et cetera, et cetera. But, um, the good news is that the, Biden child tax credit uh to non work uh is is not polling well. It's actually it's, not? it's like underwater. Really? It's like most people most people would rather not have the child tax credit made permanent.
0: And yet most shocking. people would benefit from that probably, right? I mean it's all families under well, 150,000 with at least one child, is that a majority or yeah, not? Yeah, it's
1: no, it's it's like uh uh I think it's six, 40, 40 million or sixty million families. It's not uh-huh. not a majority, but um, well,
0: but that's families. That's probably that's no, they're right. But there's three hundred
1: fifty million people in America, so and still it's not, not going
0: to be a majority.
1: But um, uh, hmm. yeah, a lot of people are getting those checks. But even so, they ha- they haven't, you know, maybe you took a poll a month from now after they've gotten a check, they'll change their mind. But uh, uh, it was very encouraging that that the polling was as bad, and if you looked at the talking points that Democratic strategist Anita Dunn chose, and they poll tested these, to sell the child tax credit. It is, it wasn't, uh, it was, the child tax credit will lower expenses for working families, okay? A, it shows they're really worried about inflation, they focus on lowering expenses. B, you know, obviously, uh, reducing child poverty didn't pull as well as lowering expectations so the the uh the the do good or liberal part of it uh didn't pull well and it seems to me that increases the odds that you could just say okay we'll increase the child tax credit but not for the families who don't work which is all I care about and it turns out there are only two to three million of them at the bottom who uh who don't work who would get it so cut out the two to three million you still have 60 million who are getting it so um that's what that's the outcome i hope for and there was encouraging polling on that and the fact that the democrats are sort of shifting their message away from the the left position but but they,
0: they get a lot of elite blowback from that just as you yourself experienced very recently
1: um it was you know if i could monetize the blowback bob
0: there's got to be a way. Serve ads on your replies. So what do you think I, of these? Uh, go ahead. There was some mistake I made last week
1: that was painful. and I thought we could monetize it, but it might have been in the parrot room. It was. Uh, oh, I got I got I got my Nichols confused.
0: Oh, yeah. Tom that, Nichols and some other Nichols is written for the nation.
1: Yeah. Was that in the parrot room? Anyway. No, I believe said it, was, it was here. People said it was cringeworthy and painful, and I thought, we, if we could just monetize the cringe and the pain, you know, we'd be in fat city.
0: Cringeworthy is it's is actually a cringeworthy word, if you ask me. It's 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 reached the status of 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 embarrassing cliches. Actually,
1: the, our readers did not say cringeworthy. I am, I am imposing that on them. They said painful.
0: Okay. <laughs> now speaking and, of bad. Anyway, uh, go ahead. What were you going to say? Let's see. Did I have this? uh I was just going to complain about, uh, I guess I won't complain about that. What do you, what do you think about these Cleveland Guardians, Mickey? Um, I think it's a terrible name, but they, uh,
1: but, but they, um, names always sound stupid when you first hear them. So it's hard I to see. say.
0: I've heard worse. I mean, the Washington, you know, they changed the name of the Washington Bullets for other. <laughs> you know, political reasons they changed it to the Washington Wizards. I think Guardians is better than Wizards.
1: Guardians is better. They're not. It's not as good as Kraken.
0: No, Kraken or Crackheads. Crackheads would be good. <laughs> well, um, they should obviously play on
1: Cle- Cleveland's reputation and call themselves the Flames because the flame because their river caught fire, right? <laughs> I mean, that's a good. Go that's a it. good
0: idea. Go with it. Um, I don't. You know, uh, I don't. David Cleon. Uh, whose name, by the way, is actually David Plotz. Did you know that? Not enough people know this. No, I didn't know that. They are cousins, and and he uses Cleon so that they won't be confused. Cleon Very is his mother's, uh, I, I think, maiden name or something. Anyway, he said, with a straight face, hey, they've succeeded in what, you know, uh, doing what few cities do, which is find a name that's actually appropriate to the city. I don't understand what the connection is between Guardians and Cleveland. Is there a connection? Yes. What is it? There
1: are two statues on an important bridge in Cleveland that are known as the Guardians. Oh, well, that's not bad. And, and they're beloved by the city, supposedly. Are they
0: are they like art deco? I don't know. Because I the logo is is kind of nicely art deco, you know, I the don't wings around the baseball. I think, they're
1: arts. I think they're previous.
0: Now, I by the way, one little uh, uh maybe is this you tell me is this a controversial view? I do think the name Indians was problematic. However, I, I distinguish between names like Indians and certainly Redskins, which is even worse because it was only, you know, ever a pejorative as far as I know. Um, I distinguish between those and names like Chiefs and Braves. I mean, Chiefs is like a rank and in a sense Braves right. is too. It's like a status within the military. So I would say those are comparable to like the Kentucky colonels of the old ABA, maybe even the Washington Senators. Both those teams are gone, but they wouldn't be controversial names if they were still around, right? That's now, a good point. That's separate from the question of the iconography that is employed by the Chiefs and the whatever they you know, any little like hatchetic Tomahawk, motion, tomahawk, whatever. All I'm saying is it does seem to me that there's a distinction. Of course I'm not the one ultimately consulted. I although I'm kind family of amazed. lore. Yeah. I'm
1: amazed that it hasn't produced an epidemic of resistance in the form of fans using the tomahawk chops to say screw you to the forces of political correctness maybe it has we just haven't heard well
0: you know what surprised me in the official cleveland guardians rollout video which was pretty good you know it, it it draws on and evokes all the memories of the great cleveland indians baseball players of the past and then culminates in in the current moment with a and they roll out the guardian brand name but it was pretty POC heavy, especially at the end, you know, like showing just these regular people. And I would, I, I would have thought, I, I mean, there were fewer white people than I'd expect. And the reason I'd expect it is it seems to me like that's the audience you got to sell this to, right? I mean, the, this is not a, this is, that's the audience that is is going to resist this, right? Is, is the white people. Not all white but, people, but. But the, they were more worried about getting, getting, you know, dunks
1: for for not having enough POC immediately on their rollout, I think, by the media. So, Yeah, but who's uh, going to
0: dunk on them at the moment they're changing the name to something, you know, more acceptable? Well, the press, the press to- is
1: completely unscrupulous. They have to have something to write about. So, I mean, the, everybody's dunking on it because that's the only thing to do. You can't say – I mean, there are some people who said, hey, it's okay. Lefty anyway.
0: David Cleon applauded it. Yeah. I
1: have an actual serious topic – That we won't, is so serious we will not finish it today. But it was raised by one of my readers. Uh, I don't know what his first name is. His last name is Ragsdale. Uh, And he and other people have pointed out there's this poll by Gallup that shows that suddenly Americans think race relations are much worse than they used to think. And it's happened quite recently. It used to be like, you know, bubbling along. Everybody thought race relations were fine. And then boom. All of a sudden, they think, uh, it, uh, race relations are terrible. And why did this happen? Uh, and that's actually a pretty profound question. Uh, uh, you know, in the 90s, it seemed like under the Clinton era, everything was going fine. Uh, they were great, a great economy for black Americans. They were getting richer. They were buying houses. Uh, the best five years black Americans ever had. Uh people were feeling more optimistic and now all of a sudden after electing the first black president, everybody thinks everything's gone all to hell. And why did this happen? And I have some completely un PC theories for well, why this can happened. Can I but, first
0: say something before you roll them out? I mean just to be I clear. I don't want to roll them
1: out. I'll be Oh uh, okay. Canceled. Well you roll them
0: out in the parrot room in the cone of silence.
1: But go ahead. What what's your what were you have to say?
0: Um. Wait. I'm writing this down. It's pyramid material. I mean, the,
1: the the standard left wing explanations were, uh, you know, mass incarceration, welfare reform actually immiserated people, which I don't think it did. Uh, uh, but you know that I guess that in police brutality, those would be the 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 the. I I don't think those really fly, but that would be the. Conventional left-wing explanation. I think
0: to be clear, I I saw this this poll. I think so. It was over time. You see uh, how white people and how black people responded to the question about the status of the relations between races. It wasn't a question about how black people are doing in America. Right. It was like, how are relations among uh, races? And for a long time, you've got white people in, like in the 70% saying they're good, black people in the 60% saying they're good. Now, first of all, that leaves a lot of people not saying they're good, but right. that was the number. And then it drops pretty recently into, I don't know, what is it, the, the 50s and the 60s, the 40s and the 50s? I, I don't know. but It drops but, about 10%. But But, you know. It's not shocking to me because they're talking about how – do when you turn on the TV, like, how does it look – you know, how does it seem to you the races are getting along? Right, well, but, last few well, years of publicity, but, you know.
1: But you're just offering an explanation, which is the media. It's, you know, it's the media. And then – No, the I'm not saying becomes, the media. What prompted the media to do that? And then we're back to the question. That's the question but, I want to no, ask. No, I'm
0: just trying to be clear that – it's about how how the races seem to be getting along with each other. It's not a question about how black people are doing, right. how, what they have in the way of civil rights. Right. Okay, just to be clear, because some of your theorizing seemed to me to more address that latter question.
1: Um, but but we can take this. Up I don't the think so. Room. I think if the theorizing is why would why all of a sudden is all this activism uh, where. African Americans seem to be pissed off, and I was explaining that. Uh,
0: but, um. Well, yeah, well, that's a sign that, that race relations are not so great, I guess. I I mean. Well, the question is, you know, they, they would be pissed off because things weren't going very
1: well. So it does, it does, it is slightly parasitic on the question of whether things are going well. Anyway, I, you know, the standard explanation is like it started with Ferguson, or it started a little before Ferguson with, uh, the guy, the, the guy who Trayvon, was shot, Trayvon eating, Martin, yeah, Trevor Martin, um, uh, and uh, you know, to my, you know, so one right wing explanation would be that this div- divisiveness was consciously seeded by the Democrats because divisiveness helped them, uh, and they were looking for a Trayvon Martin like case, and as soon as it happened, they blew it up nationally, and the result has been a disaster. Um. The other, uh, you know, the the other um, the, the 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 really nasty code of silence explanation is why don't we the, save it for the parrot room? I'm not kidding. Well, because you want to co- you, you you want in, you want to coherently deal with the subject. Uh, the, the is that the rise of Latinos was a threat to black activists and black activists as... Shit, we're becoming the number three minority here. Fuck that. We have to raise a stink. Um, I don't quite believe that, but that would be a very nasty uh theory if one choose chose to have it. Uh and that a new generation of activists, you know, you could you could have done the Tom Wilson thing, Tom Wilson being my hero, the record producer, who supposedly he was involved in the civil rights movement, and supposedly after the Civil Rights Movement won, he said. Okay, we won. Let's go on with our lives. You know, let's just go, let's just go participate in society and enjoy America. And, uh, that is not the direction the black activist movement chose. They didn't go, and, and, you know, you could choose to go and be an environmentalist fighting climate change, but then you'd have no advantage as an African American against all the whites doing that. Whereas if you chose to, if you chose racial activism, uh, you got a special advantage as, as a poc and you basically have the ability to make any white person shut up at any time uh so why not get that that bonus uh if you're a potential activist so, so it's like we game, have a whole game theory among who did not just become environmental activists but became racial
0: activists so it's game theory among elites of different ethnicities kind of yeah
1: that's a very anodyne way of putting it thank you
0: uh, I will uh, I will ponder this and and adjudicate among the various theories in the uh, parrot room.
1: Well, um, you're going to do it that
0: fast? I think this
1: is a multi-week topic. I don't think one okay. gets around.
0: Well, we'll 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 try to find time to at least briefly discuss it in the parrot room. How's that? So, uh, okay. can I talk about? There's a couple of things I'd like to talk about, at least in passing. First of all, there's this uh, this Pegasus software scandal. You know this. Israeli company, the NSO group. Right, right. They made this uh software that lets you hack pretty much any smartphone and completely. Like they can like their their clients can like turn on your microphone right now and listen to what you're saying. They can read all your emails and texts, they can do everything they can turn on your camera. It's like extremely can turn on my camera? Totally. And your microphone. I'm telling you, they, it's a bug, they can turn any smartphone into a bug, uh, into, into a bugging wow. device. They can okay. listen to what you're, you know, saying in your sleep if you, if you have your smartphone near. And, um, and so, uh, you know, the Israeli government exerted some control over what, uh, who they could export to. But I, I mean, what happened, the story is that a bunch of, uh, media outlets got together and did a bunch of work uh that th- they needed to pull their resources to do and found out like all of these, like the names of a bunch of journalists and politicians like Macron in France who had been hacked like this. And they don't always know who was doing the hacking. But uh one thing that came out is that like the Israeli government was sometimes encouraging them uh to give this software to to countries like uh, Saudi Arabia and UAE. And in fact, with Saudi Arabia, so Pegasus before the Khashoggi assassination had given the software to Saudi Arabia with Israel's approval, no doubt. Um, and then uh, after the assassination, they cut off the company. The company is called the NSO Group, the company that makes the Pegasus software. It's an Israeli company. They cut off Saudi Arabia's access. And then according to The Guardian – uh, the, it was the intervention of the Israeli government that led uh, the company to restore Saudi Arabia's access, after which they proceeded to monitor his fiance with this software.
1: Now. I didn't realize that was after. I thought it was before that they monitored Well, the they were
0: fiance. doing it before, oh, and okay. then they cut it. The company cut off the Saudi access because of the Khashoggi assassination, and apparently the Israeli government said, no, no, let's, you know, let's give it, let's give them access. A point I want to make has nothing to do with Israel. I mean, I'm happy to make some points related to Israel, but, but, but somebody wrote a piece in uh, Responsible Statecraft, uh, the 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 like uh, media outlet of the Quincy Institute, noting, saying that like, imagine if this was a Chinese company making this stuff, and the Chinese government, like the Israeli government, exerted control over who got the software. And you found out the software had been going to these authoritarian governments who were doing what we would call abusing it. The narrative would be, see, we were right. China wants to spread the authoritarian model all over the world. That, and, 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 and there would be virtually no dissent in, in the, in the blob, in the mainstream media from that interpretation. And yet, as this example shows, That's not the only explanation. Israel didn't have any desire to to strengthen authoritarians per se. It just wanted to get some favor, you know, whatever business it wanted to do with the Saudi government, maybe it was the Abraham Accords, who knows, led it to want to use this lever to do them a favor. And I just hope we'll keep this in mind when China does the next thing that that we put, you know, the darkest possible well, spin but Maybe on. China,
1: but China would have that motive. And also it'd be a <laughs> That's story. This what that, I mean, Mickey. This is what I mean. It's a story it's a this story, is... but that it would have no effect.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, it'd be a much
1: it'd be a much smaller story if China God, did
0: it. God help me. Give me strength it's, to continue. It's,
1: it's a small well, it, it it's a smaller <laughs> story because uh if China did it, because nobody dares Uh, started another big campaign against China. It's a it's a huge story in this case. Oh, God. Because you don't have to push back against China. Right. I'm sorry. I was not able to assimilate anything you
0: said. I want to get... Bob, you have a man bun. Oh, no. That was a horrible mistake. You showed Uh us your man bun. Fuck. I'm doomed. That was all a trick, wasn't it? To get me to display my man bun. That's going to be... I can explain. I can explain uh, my man bun, okay? We have our still. We have the still. Hey, okay. I, I know people who are in charge of producing this, this video. Okay. I can arrange for a few frames to disappear. <laughs> okay. But I, I just want to say, don't distract me. I, I, I want to quote, cause what you did is so analogous, uh, to this story from, uh, ancient Rome. I think I want to get my book and actually quote it. If you'll give me just one second. Wait, the book's up here. Yeah. Can you entertain the masses, Mickey? No, um. Okay, but first of all, uh, I can't believe you said, <laughs> uh, maybe this old, who was that emperor? Who was like the, the super nasty? Was Nero like the worst emperor? Um, Caligula, I believe. I think this was Nero. Okay. It's either page 186 or 288. Entertain the masses, Mickey. This is so. So like what you said well, in
1: I, I the masses, but say, all I'm saying is that it it matters what the nature of the regime that picks it up is, and if you can have a perfectly good argument that the Chinese regime is different from the Israeli regime, and uh when China does it, yes, of course they, they intend to 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 put it toward their nefarious ends and <laughs> but you're you serious. You're Israel serious. Is more I don't necessarily buy this argument, but you can make that argument.
0: Well, you'd only make it if you have this preconceived idea of what the what what the motivating uh right, Chinese forces is, is. The
1: preconceived idea correct or not? That's the issue. It's um, parasitic. I've used that word twice well, now.
0: Well, my it's point parasitic what,
1: on the question of whether China is evil or not. But
0: my point was just that this illustrates that uh, you know showing that a government is doing something to help an authoritarian country which by the way we do all the time um, well that's another issue. is uh, not if, evidence that, that you are motivated to systematically spread if, if this Israeli company
1: is selling it to anybody who wants is it conceivable that the US government would not have this technology I guess the Maybe the Israeli code breakers are smarter than our code breakers, but uh,
0: no, I think uh, our government. Could
1: we not so so our government can turn on our cell phone anytime we correct, want. Correct. Correct. And it's probably true that the Chinese and Russians could turn on our cell phones anytime we want.
0: I don't think it would be as easy for them. I mean, first of all, you would hope our government would would not do it illegally. They they have, uh, you know, you you'd hope they'd go through FISA or something damn i wish well i in the parrot room i will come up with this quote from ancient times that is exactly analogous to what you just to what you just said and and it will you will feel chagrined, shamed and humiliated okay by we'll it. see about that it, so, but anyway so,
1: um uh it, it just it, it, it it's hard to believe that the israelis are the only people that have this
0: no anyway. i'm not saying they are no other governments have it uh, and then, um, like we have it, I would say in order of likelihood, it'd be kind of Russia and then China. Um, but, uh, but what this company does is make it so that even governments that are less uh, technically sophisticated can have it. I think there's some, yeah, I, I think, look, I, I was making the China point, but obviously there's a whole bunch of questions this raises. Like, should we really be happy about, uh, Israel, um, you know, uh, doing this. And and again, it's a private company, uh, but you know, these are people who uh, I think the the main people in the company come out of the Israeli intelligence uh uh I mean, realm. And moreover, the government does exert control over who the who gets the export licenses.
1: But it's also inconceivable that the Israeli government wouldn't be able
0: to use it anytime they want. Well again, they probably have tools this good anyway themselves. But the so um, who needs-
1: who needs Jeffrey Epstein taking photographs if, uh, if 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 the Israeli government can, you know, hack Epstein's phone anytime they want or I, hack I the phones of all the people who are? I mean, it's with a Epstein.
0: good, it's a good uh, question. By the way, Pegasus or NSO says they set the Pegasus software so that American phone numbers are not vulnerable. Now there are a lot of American journalists. Who were hacked when they were working abroad, but, but this, this, these stories did not disclose any cases of American smartphones being hacked. How did, how did they find this out? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's a big, you know, the guard, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of media outlets got together and did the thing. There may have, um, one of the human rights organizations may have been involved too. Uh, either Amnesty or Human Rights Watch. I don't know. Um, uh, last thing I was gonna bring up was January sixth, just because uh I did dip into Bannon again and I see that uh as Bannon himself said, the three big causes are Wuhan Lab leak, November third, the election, and January sixth. And you know, on January sixth I tweeted that I I I said uh something like we will probably see a conspiracy theory to the effect that security was intentionally kept low so that these people would come into the Capitol and and it would be bad for Trump's cause and so on and look horrible. Is it your sense that that is now becoming part of the big theory? I mean, you're definitely hearing a lot about the possibility that there were police infiltrators who played some kind of proactive role. Right, which is – possible on the fringes. And it's a, yeah, sure. Well, once, once you
1: heard that they, they asked for a massive military presence that somebody did at some point and Pelosi turned them down, uh, that logically leads to this conspiracy theory. So, uh, it, uh, yes, I've heard it.
0: So did Pelosi turn? She, she ultimately. I think at one, one
1: point, Pelosi said it would look bad if we had to be surrounded by troops when we held our presidential elector selection.
0: Well, I think uh, I think the mayor of Washington did something comparable. Part, uh, but part of it was, you know, the aftermath of the of the George Floyd stuff. There was a reluctance to look too militarized, um, but who knows? Well, right, but
1: it would logically lead to this. You know, it would logically lead to this conspiracy theory, and it's one reason why Pelosi might not want a bunch of rambunctious Republicans who are going to investigate who told the military not to show up in. In tendentious detail, right? So, do you think are uh, these hearings going to happen at all, or well, they will happen, but they're obviously you know they they diminish in importance if they're not if they don't have Republicans on them, and and uh, sure, the press is on Pelosi's side here, so they'll cover it, but it's not, not the same. Hmm. And I, I you know I understand why why she might not want Jordan uh, because he's a potential witness, but. Banks, just cause he was, he, he said some things which, uh, you know, that were, were, were pro Trump, uh, and he endorsed the, he objected to the electors. Well, that's the same thing that the chair of the commission did, who actually filed this lawsuit saying that Trump conspired with the Proud Boys, which is not a charge that is a charge that now we're told. Oh, well, nobody says that. Well, the head of the chairman of the committee said it in a lawsuit. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's the sta- usually the sort of thing that's considered to bias you so much that maybe you shouldn't chair the committee if you already fired a lawsuit with an outlandish charge. Uh, so I, I think Pelosi is sort of losing the, the PR war. I don't think she cares. I don't think it's a big PR war. I think maybe she just hopes the committee would go away, but at this point, but, um, uh, I don't think, I, I think, you know, she loses the, the, the little debate over who's right or who's wrong in, in terms of the composition of the committee.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't seem to me like she's handling it masterfully. Um, I mean,
1: the guy, the guy I, who rubs my nails on the blackboard is, is Schiff. And, you know, and you, you really don't have that much of a case against Schiff. So as long as Schiff's on the committee. Yeah. You
0: know, what yeah. You know not, it's gonna be you know it's
1: gonna be, you know, directed in one direction with monomaniacal fervor. I'm not a huge shift fan. Um, um
0: the uh so let's see, we've been doing this an hour. Should we talk more before adjourning to the pair room? Um Well I have a bunch of topics. Let's see if you wanna talk about it here or there. Okay. Uh
1: Mark Milley should resign. Nothing much happened this week. Except- we, we argued about that a little last right. week, didn't we? Nothing more happened except that Jared Baker, former editor of the Wall Street Journal, wrote a column on my side of it saying uh, Milley should resign. But you're right, not um, that much more to add. Uh, we have Barrack, Tom Barrack, uh, uh, Trump's friend, frenemy. He, he was fell out of favor at some point. Uh, was indicted and and actually jailed, I believe, briefly. Uh, and the bail hearing is happening even as we speak.
0: That's for failing he- to register as a foreign agent. It turns out that while Trump was doing these kind of pro-Saudi, pro-UAE things, this Barrett guy was seeming to make a lot of money uh, via Saudi-UAE. I think it was something like $2 billion came into his hedge fund from those kinds of sources. And meanwhile, Trump was doing things like Pompeo kind of overrode some kind of congressional hold on on seven billions worth of arms sales to Saudi or something. And of course, there was a whole, you know, the sword dance, the whole thing. I mean, I'm ambivalent about this. I'd, I'd rather, you know, be able to blame the whole thing on Jared. uh, You know, but... Well, uh, it's obviously not because Barrack
1: influenced... American policy. There were bigger influences on American policy, and Barrack was out of favor for a lot of the Trump administration. So I can uh, keep
0: blaming Jared then.
1: You can keep blaming Jared. Yeah, I okay. think. Okay. Good. But um, uh, this is the one topic I'm not qualified to talk about now because I didn't do my reading on. So
0: I okay, will. What's... I will be
1: qualified in the parrot room if you want to talk more. Okay. Uh, there's uh the debt ceiling. That's probably too boring for us to talk. Possibly. 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 Uh, There is. uh, uh, I think it's hilarious that after impeaching Trump because he did over Ukraine, one of the first things that Biden does is completely screw Ukraine on this Nord Stream pipe deal, pipeline deal. And, uh, you know, it just I think it's just funny that that. There's a, you, 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 you watch these impeachment hearings and Colonel Vidman was up there saying, you know, nothing is more important than Ukraine. This is our interagency, interagency consensus policy. And you, you, you know, witness after witness, this Ukraine thing is where we're standing against Russia. This is all important for the free world. And then, you know, uh, as soon as Biden comes in, well, fuck this. We have to cave to Russia on this. No, um, I mean, uh,
0: to- the, door, the the pipeline thing is a is a tough thing to I, I mean come on the thing is basically built Germany our most powerful European ally economically at least wants to do it it's pretty it's a pretty tough thing to derail and I don't, I wouldn't favor derailing it anyway I mean Germany you know is a free country I mean in in the sense of being free to do what it at well, wants and the Ukrainians uh, did have
1: sort of a, a weird power before which is that the pipelines go through their country, so if they wanted to cut it off, they could do it. Uh, they still could, I guess. Well, no, they can't. Once once this Nord Stream pipeline goes around them, they can't do it. That's oh, the I point. see.
0: I see. Okay. Yeah, That's the yeah. problem.
1: Now that the, the shoe's on the other foot, Russia can cut them off anytime
0: they want. So it gives Russia inordinate power. Well, that That's is the, the, the supposed reason to worry about this, but I predict it won't happen. Well, Putin has already hinted at it and it's this, this big essay he wrote, hasn't he? You can't so. be like this. Uh, well, we'll see, but I would just be shocked if a, if a country, you know, whose lifeblood or at least a lot of whose lifeblood is selling energy, uh, wants to set the precedent of, of getting in a bad mood and cutting off, uh, energy <laughs> access to a, a customer that's contractually entitled to it. We'll see. And now pr- as soon as I say that, somebody's going to point out point to Putin doing it 5 years ago probably and I yes. I will be humiliated and ashamed but I, I I don't I was I was thinking of doing just that except you don't have such an example
1: right but I bet there is one there probably is with my luck um there's uh there's Del- the delta variant rescuing the Biden administration from having to get rid of uh this special rule that Trump used to keep out single male migrants on, for health reasons due to the pandemic. And there was all this pressure. Well, the pandemic's over. So you got to let them in, which would cause a huge explosion at the border. Cause right now it's mainly families, uh, uh, and children who are getting in. And, uh, uh, but, but they it looks like they're going to seize on the Delta variant to continue this, uh, pandemic restriction, which isn't crazy. Uh, that's what I would do too. Uh, there's the disaster of this bus company in Philadelphia, who who, who the championed by our, our current energy secretary, Granholm, uh, who, uh, they, they provided all these buses to Philadelphia. And it turns out they don't go nearly far enough and they're having to mothball all of them, take them all out of service. And I claim that this shows the inherent problem with, uh, letting the government have too much direction over a new technology. Not that the government isn't always going to have direction over what buses somebody buys, but you know, at least with the market there there there's a limit to how stupid people are going to be doing in buying versions of the new technology. The the analogy is personal computers. Obviously personal computers were destined to take over the world, yet we let the market decide and we got a pretty good result in terms of They work. People are happy with them. Uh, They're not happy with the Internet, but they're happy with the way the computers work. If you let the government do to personal computers what Schumer wants the government to do with directing the uh, development of electric vehicle technology, who knows what would happen. So, Okay. uh,
0: I I want to interrogate you about that in the parrot room. Okay. Um, There's the California recall. Of what? Of Governor Newsom? Yes. Uh could do. Right now my dogs are driving me nuts. Uh my wife's away and so that means they are less satisfied than they normally would be with being excluded from my part of the house. Um Huh. So before dogs are just like people. Uh my dogs are remarkably like people. But Frazier one Uh bit me today though. I gotta Fraser's getting pretty old. He's going no. deaf. And so like it's easy to surprise him without meaning to. Um, he doesn't hear and- you walking up behind him. And so, you know, he sees a hand. He figures, who knows? Good hand, bad hand, better safe than sorry. Why don't I bite it? <laughs> well, that's, that's the kind of dog you want, Bob. Uh, Fraser's a, um, he's
1: a wonderful dog. Uh, so, so we're at the stage where we talk about things we're going to talk about in the paradigm.
0: Uh, I guess unless there's something you want to shoehorn in, you know, uh, something sexy, infrastructure, child tax credit. Oh, no, we already talked about well, I, this. I have things to say about that, but, uh,
1: Biden put out this, he, he, anyway, he, he, uh, he, in his speech, he talked, he, he brandished this statistic, which is 97% of the, the families that will be getting this tax credit work. Okay. Uh, well, the, the short answer is yes, it's the 3% who don't work that we're worried about. So why don't, let's not
0: give it to them and let's give it to the other 97%.
1: And then everybody sounds
0: hauntingly familiar, but presumably you
1: haven't. And I had, I had thought, I I thought you could show that his definition of work, not work is, is not what Americans think of as work, not work. And he says people are working. He really means one hour a year. Yeah. Uh, but, um, it might be 300 hours a year. Uh, it, it might, so uh, that's an ongoing yeah. project.
0: Yeah. This has got bonus content written all over it, Mickey.
1: Okay. There's, um, anyway, so there's nothing. There's, uh, there's, I think we may have Jeffrey, I think Goldberg actually, Jeffrey Goldberg at the Atlantic may actually be in trouble.
0: Really? That. Whoa. I'd pay to hear that. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Goldberg. I'm writing that down at the top. We're not going to miss out on that one. Uh, okay. So you want to hear some and things? There's a Christoph running for office. Oh, Nick Christoph, columnist. What's he running for? Something in Washington or Oregon? I think it was governor. Yeah, he might. He's just eyeing. He's getting a
1: lot of press for eyeing. You shouldn't yeah. get press for eyeing. Or
0: maybe in the pair room, I'll reveal my true feelings about Nick Christoph. That'd be great. I'm writing down true feelings.
1: And there's there's why is Sean Hannity telling me how
0: to cleanse my bowels? Uh, that's t- definitely peregrine <laughs> content. In fact, I wouldn't have even gone as far as you just that's, went That's outside the of the cone of, the of silence. And there's also, uh, okay, Sean Mickey Bowles. Uh, there's also, um, the, the seemingly coordinated, if temporary Republican reversal or conservative reversal on vaccines, you know, the, all of a sudden Republicans and People saying to get vaccinated? I don't know. You're probably going to poo poo that, right? That was overblown. Megan McArdle had a good explanation for that. Megan. But we can talk about that. Okay. Um, so you want to hear some things I was going to talk about in the peer room? I want to sure. get back to this Eric Weinstein thing. I mean, I, there are some, there's reasons, there's various theories about what he's up to in that interesting tweet I mentioned. Um, the, uh, well, we had said we were going to talk about that race, uh, the poll about race relations, a little more. But I'm not sure I didn't say most of what I. Uh, I'm not sure either. Yeah, I'm not sure. We may or may not. Um, the uh, I maybe want to hear a little more about that question of your theory about uh, game theory among uh, ethnic elites. I'm going to unveil that. You want uh, me to quote. cancel myself more? I'm going to unveil that quote from, I think, I think it comes from the, uh, from Philo of Alexandria about something an emperor of Rome said that's going to make you feel, uh, again, ashamed of what you said in response to my, uh, Israel-China rant. The, uh, also, um, I want to get a little into, uh, last week, uh, we had an argument about foreign policy. Uh, somebody accused me of, uh, doing something that I'll talk about in the course of that. And I just want to pick that, pick up your claim that our foreign policy could be described as coherent and talk about the sense in which that may or may not be true. Uh, I know a little more I, about I that. I think the
1: comment said that I was right and you were wrong. There was that, but And why then, are you so mean to Mickey?
0: There was that too, but then there was a third thing. Uh <laughs> okay. There was... uh I learned a little more about this bizarro Haiti presidential assassination. If we have time on mention that we said we might talk more about Thomas Barrick I don't know Uh I want to I want to mention uh some some uh, ex a witness that was on the Bannon podcast about how abused the uh the 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 how how oppressive the prosecutions emanating from the January 6th Congress riot are uh I want to talk about that a little you wanted to talk about this Philly Bus, uh, Schumer or electric vehicle thing. So maybe you were going
1: to, re- you were going to refute me. I, I've said what I have to say.
0: No, I, I just want to, I, I want to hear you flesh it out and then respond to it. I'm not sure I do want to rebut you, Flesh flush
1: but- it out. That's, I hate that phrase. That's like the worst thing that magazine editors say is you need to flush this out a little more.
0: Flesh, what flesh the f- out. You don't like flesh what, out? What, yeah. I mean, it's, how about, it's how like- about flush out? How about I just I, flush I've it had, out? I've had,
1: that's Sean Hannity. I have the, um, I have the, you know, I have the basic bones of the argument. I made the point, and they say you need to flush it out. Well, fuck that! I mean, that's well, why I tweet
0: because well, I don't Mickey, have to flush
1: it out. I just if make you didn't the point say and what I you move just, on.
0: if you didn't say what you just said, which is that I have the basic bones of the argument, maybe they would be less tempted to say, "Well, then, flesh it out." It seems to me they're doing you the service of rescuing your pretty bad metaphor. What well,
1: the. The, they, they mean add a bunch of magazine-y detail and colorful language that is, that is ir- irrelevant to the point. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I don't know. It seems to be. What I actually meant,
0: did I say I wanted you to flesh that out?
1: What yes. I actually
0: meant is I want that. you to repeat it and this time I'll pay attention. <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, that's probably what the magazine editors mean. Probably. The, the good thing magazine editors say, which they also say all the time, is say that. In other words, they argue with you, and you'll pithily put what you have to say is, and they say, say that. I'll say a, what you said in the piece. This is the great virtue it, of
0: discussing with people things you plan to write about, and this is why it's hard to not have physical proximity to colleagues and other people when you're writing things. Because you but, don't – it's not like – I mean, see, people – smart people use Twitter like this, and I should do more of that. They start talking about something on Twitter, and they are forced to clarify their own argument. No, but, they t-
1: it, it, it doesn't really substitute for actually arguing with people in person. Um, and oh. it, But let, I just want to say that say that is the opposite of flesh this out. Say that is you made your basic point more clearly, make it more clearly. Right. Flesh this out is uh, take your basic point and elaborate it on with all sorts of fine details
0: that people don't care about. The other thing we said in olden times was that's a piece. You just, you know you just said something that could be the angle for a whole piece of writing, people. That's that's ancient history. That's like covered wagon days. I actually said that the other day. Who'd you say in the sense of a fellow Substacker? Because
1: Substack, you you actually need a piece.
0: So. Well, actually, some Substackers seem to feel that way, and some don't. But uh, but yeah, I I encourage that attitude in Substack and everywhere. Um. Okay, so we should maybe adjourn. My dogs have actually given up, which is good. Uh, Are you but sure they're still alive? There's the. I should check. I mean, Fraser is getting up there in the years, as I said. Um, so, uh, but anyway, we we have been at this a while. So, I guess we adjourn to the parrot room, which can be found at patreon.com/slash parrot room, and. Uh, where you can support fine journalism. Gonna mix my metaphors. Gonna mix my metaphors. Uh, for people who listen to audio podcasts and didn't see that, um, should we tell them they have to sign up for the parrot room? We tell them? No, let's tell them. Mickey put his weird, like, what is that, a cake cover, glass cake cover or something over the head of your parrot? It's a cone of silence, Bob. It's a cone of silence, cone of, of silence, course. Cone of silence, Bob. Yeah, yeah, okay. Alright, so we will see, we will see you in the room.